0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: This is MPB News.
4: Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, January 6th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, lawmakers in the House certify the November vote to adopt a new state flag. Then, on the day Congress is scheduled to certify the electoral votes for president, one member of Mississippi's congressional delegation explains why he's joining at least 100 other Republicans in objecting certification. Plus, after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, black health care professionals encourage their communities to receive the coronavirus vaccine. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is one step closer to formally adopting a new state flag. Lawmakers made certification of the November vote to adopt a new state flag their top priority as they gaveled in the 2021 session yesterday afternoon. Members of the Mississippi House voted 119 to 1 to formally adopt the new state flag with a magnolia and the phrase, in God we trust. It will replace a Confederate-themed flag legislators voted to remove six months to go ahead of the vote house speaker philip gunn called the day meaningful and historic
2: today we are simply ratifying and putting into law what the people of the state of the mississippi said that they wanted and so it is a very it, it, it's a very meaningful day it's a very historic day we're excited to be able to do this and uh i, I expect full support you know for
4: this Democratic chair of the Mississippi House of Representatives Robert Johnson says the official ratification of the flag is a victory. Johnson, who long sought to change the state flag, tells our Michael Guidry it feels like his and other voices were finally heard.
5: It just feels great. I mean, I, I you know, I try to think of some special words to put on it, but it's just a great feeling, a feeling of relief, a feeling of uh, that of, of hopefulness. In a state that seems like everything breaks down on racial lines, black or white, uh, determines where you go to school or whether or not your community will get any uh, appropriate, appropriated money or you'll get any economic development. Everything seems to break down that way. Here we here we are a state uh, steeped in the Confederacy found a way to come together and get rid of a symbol that I don't think represents where this state. But certainly not where we should be going and I don't think it re- represents fully what who we are capable of being right now so that the new flag now has come in and I think it ushers in a new era in the state of Mississippi
3: what did it mean for for you and other members of the house that have long sought this change for this to be the the, the first issue on the first day within essentially the first hours of of the 2021 session how did it feel for that to be the first order of business that the house took up
5: uh It it felt uh, that your like your voices are being heard, that they've been heard, and that that uh, that receptiveness uh, that you've been wanting to happen in the house has has resulted in a victory, not just for people like me and other people who have been advocates for getting rid of the flag, but this is this is a victory for the state of Mississippi.
3: The flag, you know, and and the imagery, the the iconography uh, on the old flag, the eighteen ninety four flag, was steeped in. Confederate ideology. Uh, it was steeped in systemic racism. Um, we're closing the, the book on the legacy of the flag, but what needs to be done to address the other issues that that are bound by the, the, the relics of systemic racism in Mississippi?
5: Well, I'm going to take uh, the work we did on the flag this past year, just this, just this, just what we did in 2020. And what we did in 2020 we very rarely do as a legislature, and that was Republicans and Democrats, black and white, came together on an issue, sat down in a room and said, we agree this needs to change. How do we get it done? And then the people on the other side who knew it needed to happen but didn't before now have, have had didn't have the courage to do it or didn't feel that they could risk that their, their politically could take the political risk to do it, decided this was more important. And I'm going to take that model, and when I sit down with Republicans and, and, and people who are not African-American and sit down with them and talk to them, and I'm going to say, you know how we sit, sat down and said, look, that, that flag needed to go is bad for Mississippi? And we just sit down and say, you know, uh, we need to expand Medicaid, because not having it is bad for Mississippi. We need to fully fund our school system, because not doing it is bad for Mississippi. And if we want to move forward as a state, we have to have equal pay for women, and adequate education for children and health care for everyone. If you do that, just like the flag is going to move us forward, let's come together and work on those issues because in their hearts, just like they knew about the flag in their hearts, they know that all these things need to be done and they need to be done now because that's how we move forward as a state.
3: In the realm of moving forward, what do you want to see this body prioritize this legislative session so that those things can, can be done? So Mississippi, can continue to move forward
5: the, the 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 first thing is the expansion of medicaid especially in the midst of this pandemic especially in the midst of us having to have enough medical personnel to to uh inoculate the entire state of mississippi we need to expand medicaid and, and put people to work in in health care and helping in a state that has some of the worst outcomes in the country the next priority is we need we in in the midst of this pandemic where children have to distance learn in a rural state, we need to step up the effort of uh, getting broadband and getting internet around the state, not just for education, but but we're also in in an era where people are getting telehealth and you're able to deliver health services. All those things are, are ways that if we don't do them, we just move that much slower as a state. So we need to do that. And we need to address the economic disparity in this state, number three. Uh, all along the river and in the delta in Southwest Mississippi, where people who are people of color are more heavily populated, we have not devoted nearly amount of the amount of attention that we need in creating jobs and economic development in those areas. And we use the excuse because they need a trained workforce, or they use the excuse that you don't have the infrastructure in place. Well, you don't get any of those things if you don't commit to getting making that happen. We talk about economic disparity in this state all the time but nobody listens so just like the flag it's time for that to, to, to get some legs and we do something about it unless you do something about that we we're going to move forward much more slowly than we need to
3: representative robert johnson of natchez is the democratic chairman of the house of representatives representative johnson thank you so much uh, it's always a
5: pleasure talking to you thank you and you for your your time
4: Members of the Mississippi House voted 119 to 1 to formally adopt the new state flag. Senators are scheduled to finish passing the bill today, and Governor Tate Reeves is expected to sign it into law. Coming up, one member of Mississippi's congressional delegation explains why he's joining at least 100 other Republicans in objecting to certification. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio a contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, "Eh, maybe I'll try it myself? Some jobs just aren't that
0: difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere.
4: This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Members of Congress will vote to certify the electoral votes from the 2020 presidential election today, but at least one Mississippi congressman says he'll object to the certification. Stephen Palazzo of Mississippi's 4th District is part of a group of over 100 Republican members of the House of Representatives who say they will oppose certification. Palazzo says changes to voting procedures in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia were unconstitutional.
6: Those are the four states that, to me, didn't meet the constitutionality test, and that's not, you know, you know, the, the, the uh, elections people changing the rules before the vote. So uh, I'm not worried about that. That's that's up to the residents of those individual states and the state legislature to fix those problems. My my problem is where you have secretary of states and county clerks uh, superseding those state legislatures and making their own rules, uh, which I believe is unconstitutional. And to me, that's wrong. Um, and, and I can't in good conscience uh, sit those uh, electors at this time.
4: Now, you said that the courts, some of the courts rejected, although you have pages of allegations. Now, there were state courts, there were federal courts, the Supreme Court, uh, the U.S. attorney, William Barr, um all in some way or another said that these were legitimate elections in these individual states so it and you you said the word rigged and stolen in regard to you know descriptions of what people think is that what you think were the elections rigged or stolen
6: i, I would say if, if 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 i if i wasn't Confident, and and hearing from my colleagues in these states, and reading and seeing some of the things that have taken place, I would say that you know I'm very uncomfortable. And 74 million Americans are probably questioning the validity and the legitimacy of the the presidential election. And also, we, you, and I probably would not be having this conversation today. If it wasn't for the Supreme Court not even taking up the uh, the um, Amicus brief, which uh, would have hopefully settled some of these issues, but they they skirted their responsibility, they shot away from it, and it's incumbent upon me uh, to my voters and to the Constitution to flesh this out. But you know who could really rise to the occasion, and and I think that is um, Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden. You know, talked about. You know, I think around November the 7th, you know, he wants to heal America. America needs to be healed. He wants to be the president for all Americans. And to me, that means Republicans, Democrats and independents and anybody else. Well, all he has to do if, you know, he, if he really wants to is, is, is support this commission.
4: Is your overall goal to to keep President Trump in office?
6: Well, I I voted for President Trump. I think President Trump has done a fantastic job. And I think he would, if people would have voted uh, based on the the, the great policies uh, that we've been able to push forward, you know, the record economy, the record um, rebuilding our military, uh, trade agreements. I mean, he's done everything to make America great for all Americans. And so, no, I'd say, even though he's my choice, uh, at the end of the day, I plan on supporting whoever the commander-in-chief is of this nation because, you know, we need to come together and be united because our enemies love the fact that we're divided and that we cannot do that. We will tear ourselves apart. And so I I look forward to uh, a rapid conclusion to this, and I will ultimately, at the end of the day, support whoever um, the Electoral College nominates as the president of the United States. But I do – feel deep in my heart because of the deep, deep distrust that many Americans have in this process that we have to have a conversation and we have to have that conversation today about some of the misgivings we have with those certain states.
4: I'd like to talk about coronavirus relief. Uh, The president and Democrats pushed for a $2,000 stimulus check for individuals uh, instead of the $600, which was Finally approved, and which is arriving in people's bank accounts as we speak. What is your position on relief for individuals and businesses?
6: Yeah, it's it's extremely important. I I know I know that you know we've we've been 2020, and the COVID-19, the global pandemic, um, required unprecedented responses to an unprecedented crisis that we've never. Uh, have dealt with as a nation. And so I believe at this stage we knew and, you know, we've had the, you know, the ability of hindsight based on the first cares package to know what worked and what didn't work. And so I was completely supportive of the last COVID package because it was targeted strategic relief uh, to the Americans that needed it the most. And, you know, we need to give that time to work. And then, you know, then we'll look, you know, in the, in the 117th Congress, and there's bipartisan support for providing needed relief uh, to those who, who need it the most, uh, and whether it's a small business or individuals. And I think um, as we as we you know allow this second re- or this uh, this past relief package, uh, then you know we'll have a few months to look and see if additional relief is needed. But, you know, uh, you know, just getting the economy opened up again, getting people vaccinated, getting people out of their houses and back into the schools. You know, Mississippi is practically for all purposes. You know, we're open. We're doing uh, we're doing, you know, you know, you know, business as usual. But these other states that are in complete shutdown mode, um, they're they're the ones that are suffering the most. So, uh, you know, we just we can be smart and we can get, uh, you know, back to business Uh, if we're, you know, and we can do it in a safe manner.
4: Final question for you. What do you hope to accomplish during this 117th Congress for the people of Mississippi?
6: Great. Thank you. Thank you for that question. And, you know, continuing to do um, what we've been doing for a decade is, you know, strengthening and protecting our military bases that do so much to provide for our national security. Uh, we've, We've been able to do so much for our veterans over the past decade we need to continue to build on that because after all you know we made a promise to them and i feel like at times we've reneged on our promises to making sure that they have they and their families have the 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 best health care possible uh focusing on our small businesses and 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 getting our 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 industries back to where they need to be and continuing to to grow i think mississippi is Make some steps in the right direction that we're no longer going to be a flyover state, but people are looking at us as they have in the past, um, and they weren't certain about whether they should set, set up shop here. And we've been we and we've been fortunate to, to get businesses to come to Mississippi, but I think a lot more are looking at us. Uh, we got a great workforce development program, and one of our greatest assets are our people. Uh, they work hard. And they're 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 just they're just great. I think that's is when these people see that what Mississippi has to offer through our colleges and junior colleges and just our our communities and hospitality, that's going to you know, we're not going to have a brain drain as we've had in the past. People are going to want to stay here because the jobs are coming here.
4: Congressman Stephen Palazzo represents the fourth congressional district in Mississippi, and I thank you so much for being with us.
6: Thank you, Karen. Have a great year.
4: Coming up after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, black health care professionals encourage their communities to receive the coronavirus vaccine. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
0: No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, everyday tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. There's several different types of aneurysms, and they're typed according to where they are, like the location. The aorta is the main artery that comes off of the heart and goes to the rest of the body. Now, the wall of that is made up of different tissues. It's made up of a thin lining layer called the intima. It's made up of the media, which is the muscular layer. And then it has an outer wall that's sort of a a fibrous tissue. An aneurysm just means that that aorta is getting bigger and bigger. The biggest danger is a rupture. So if it gets big enough and weak enough that it can rupture out, and that's a bad, bad deal. You have to get immediate medical attention uh, if you're going to survive that. Uh, But you can have things called pseudoaneurysms, and these are mainly weaknesses in the interior portion of that. So you can have little cavities that form. And if you think about the blood in the aorta like a river, you want that river to be nice and straight, Uh, so that there's not pooling of blood uh, that can form blood clots. The narrowing of those blood vessels, particularly the aorta, can cause problems downstream. And sometimes it can, the little vessels that come off of it, it can block those up too. For more health tips and medical information, listen to Southern Remedy each weekday morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. For this new year, let's ditch the New Year's resolutions. On average, they only last about 30 days. Instead, let's commit to learn something new each and every day right here on MPB Think Radio. From health to finance and even Fido, (laughs) MPB Think Radio is your daily source for news, information, and entertainment. So let's make this a year to remember with MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission.
4: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Health officials say they're concerned about low vaccination rates among black health care workers in Mississippi. Black Mississippians make up around 35 percent of the state's total population, but only 17 percent of the state's coronavirus vaccines have been given to black health care workers and long term care residents. Dr. Malcolm Taylor, a cardiologist who recently received the vaccine, tells our Kobe Vance the black community has a skepticism rooted in mistrust from the Tuskegee study, but says this vaccine is the best way to reduce the chance of contracting covid 19.
2: We have a major pandemic raging through this country and not many options. And the vaccine is kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. And finally, it's here. And we have a chance to improve, uh, decrease our risk of getting COVID. Uh, we've lost over 5,000 uh, Mississippians to COVID. We have over 225,000 infections uh uh, that we know of, and more than likely uh, you can add another fifty, or 100,000 to that that are unknown. So we need to be able to, to get people vaccinated as soon as possible uh, so that it can uh, decrease the incidence of infections
1: african-american community has been to a slow start of getting these uh, vaccines out in especially in, at least in the medical community so far uh, what are your thoughts on that and what would you uh, tell other physicians and doctors and nurses and other healthcare workers across the state um, about what what your thoughts are on this vaccine
2: well for sure there's been some hesitancy among african-americans appropriately so because of the history Of of treatment of uh, medical treatment of African Americans in the past, uh, mainly with the Tuskegee study. uh, Back it started in 1932, where blacks were not even treated, even though they knew they had syphilis. Uh, So we have some hesitancy in the community. But these studies, the Moderna study, the Pfizer study, included African Americans in the study, and over 10 percent, maybe nine to 10 percent of the Uh, the people in the study, a study of 40,000 people, were African American. So we have data to support the use of this vaccine in everyone, including African Americans. So I want to encourage African Americans and everyone to get the vaccine. Uh, Be safe. Uh, The three W's, wear your mask, watch your distance and wash your hands and and get vaccinated.
1: At the start of the pandemic, the African-Americans were disproportionately impacted by the coronavirus because of health reasons. Uh, And and it could have been a variety of other, but the majority was health reasons, according to health experts that I've talked with. Going forward, that began to decrease, or at least uh, infections among white Mississippians began to rise. And um, we began to see that trend shift and and, back to a more typical uh, ratio. But as I understand it, the medical risk didn't disappear. They're still there.
2: Um, what does the vaccine do to begin to address those? Well, there are other diseases that we all have, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease. And if you can avoid adding the flu and coronavirus to your illness, then you'll do better with those diseases and they can be more adequately treated. Uh, for African-Americans, there's no doubt that uh, uh, our numbers were disproportionately represented in the totals in Mississippi. Uh I think African-Americans have been very diligent about wearing a mask and washing their hands uh, and keeping their distance. But the younger people tend not to be as resilient uh, in terms of following the guidelines. So uh, ultimately, it's all about following the guidelines and getting treated, getting vaccinated, and we'll all do better.
4: Dr. Malcolm Taylor is a cardiologist in Jackson. To promote trust in the vaccine, several black doctors in the Jackson area are getting what are getting their shots together. Dr. Jennifer Hicks says public displays of trust from the medical community will help increase awareness and encourage more members of the community to get vaccinated. This effort today is one of those things coming from the medical community. I would like to see that come from other segments of the medical community, the clinics, community health centers, Uh, private clinics, Uh, but also there are other uh, strong elements of the community like churches and uh, fraternal and sorority organizations. Those kinds of organizations can be helpful in getting the word into our community, and I do believe they are doing so. Currently, vaccines are only available for healthcare employees and long-term care residents, but Mississippians 75 and older will be eligible to make vaccination appointments beginning next week. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, and if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it.